The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go! You're wasting time! Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is Jakey Running. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Frank. Welcome to Pottercast number 232. Oh, what? Three, two. We act so surprised that the number goes up by one each time. How are we what still here? We're not going to be surprised. <laughs> no. What's going on? Thank God, where am I? What is my life? Well, what's going on this week, guys? I will tell you. Um, we are really talking don't. about some Harry Potter news. We have some news for you, and then we also have the return of a fun little segment we like to call the email bag, which is um, we have... A whole lot of uh, emails from you piled up from all the times that we haven't done an email bag, and we're going to get to some of those, as well as some of the comments you leave us on Pottercast.com. And we also have some of your um, reaction reviews, um, little clips that you've sent in about Deathly Hallows that we haven't played for you. We're going to play for them for you today. So there. And then we're going to talk about a bunch of nonsense in the wrap-up. Yeah. Yay! Yay. Okay. Let's do it. guys. So what's in the news, you guys? Um, the first item in the news is David Yates, David Heyman, and Tom Felton. They went into a bar. No, they didn't. Um, well, they could, though, because they're all old enough and very responsible with their bar going, because it's England, and everyone's very responsible with alcohol in England. They're born knowing how to drink alcohol. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, that's a whole other topic of another podcast. <laughs> um, they're just talking about um, Deathly Hallows Part 2. They just make different comments about how um, I really like the quote about, um, I think it was Heyman? Yeah. Uh, Yates, Daddy no Heyman. Yates was oh. talking about how the decision to split the films into two is purely creative one, and by doing so, um, there's a there's more detail and more time to engage with the characters in the way that we do. Says oh, that was Heyman, yeah, and um, it allows the audience to bring themselves in into it, which is true because this is like a like what ten years, seven movies, all coming to an end, and yeah. so yeah. instead of it just like it kind of lets it kind of like us ease into it, and yeah. so. I really like it, and he um they say he also said um that the, it's all it's filled with like battles and goblins and dragons, and then it ends. So I hope. <laughs> um, oh no! <laughs> Welcome to Deathly Hallows Part Two: Battle, Goblin, Dragon, and Bye. Yeah. Gone. Bye. <laughs> uh, that's something out. I was I never considered. Like I I hope um I think with the epilogue it will have a nice kind of slow down, like I feel like it actually ends. I don't want to go because I, I kind of. I want the end of it to be a little slow and kind of like to let it simmer a little bit so we can kind of, yeah. you know what I mean? I wish they would like write in like a big party, like a celebration for having defeated Voldemort. I still want Joe to write um, the graduation ceremony for Hogwarts. Oh. I think it's easy to, yeah, but they're to not in that. it like the kids are in it. They go back. Hermione goes back and yeah. Harry and Ron don't. So they don't really ever graduate. a sad year for Hermione, you'd think, right? <laughs> you imagine being there all by herself. Yeah, but I think she's Ginny. such purpose. Ah, Jenny, what the hell? You think they would write in like a funny scene or like in the film, Harry defeats Voldemort, everybody's happy, and then Ginny and Harry go in for a classic awkward kiss. 
Congratulations, Harry. The funny thing is, it's not in the book, and I bet you there will be a kiss in yeah. the movie. If you want, <laughs> let's lay money now that there is a kiss, a, 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 a passionate, spontaneous, you know, it like needs to be slain the dragon kind of kiss, and that's the thing that's not in the book. Yeah, but let <laughs> let there be. Let there, let let us see one yeah. actual intense Harry Janey kiss. Like have her run up and jump on him, and like totally, like totally. They're intense. They yeah. are intense. They. Okay, like, um, now, this isn't me hating on Bonnie at all. We have to so preface please, this this way all the time. I know. I know. Say- but I just, I know people are sensitive to it, so I don't mean it in a bad way. But be- with the kiss that we saw between Hermione and, and uh, Harry in the locket. Oh, yeah. Like, so it's one of those things that I don't think it's like Daniel making it awkward. Right. You know what I mean? And well, so it's like yeah. I don't think it's either. No, I don't, I, it's, I it's, it's never it's never one person. Honestly, that kiss with her with Hermione and and Harry was, I okay, it was passionate, you know. But I was it? It wasn't it the was, sexiest kiss I've ever seen in my life. They were sort of like like eating each other's faces a little bit. But it needed to be awkward, and that and then so they achieved that. So yeah. like what the goal was achieved is what I'm saying. But that's how sixteen so year olds like, kiss passionately. Yeah, but they, this is imagined, idealized. You know, this is Ron's imagination of how there should be. So I don't know that awkward had to be there. I think they probably had to look like a romance novel, which they mostly accomplished. Totally. So I don't know. Anyway, but that's – and then getting back to the the news thing, um, uh, uh, Tom Felton talks a little bit about how just growing up on the set and how he said that the best gift that J.K. Rowling gave the actors is being able to make a kid's day by saying hello to them. That's oh, so that Tom cool. Felton. What a gem. He's, he's a classy, yeah. cute little guy. He he's a, a classy guy. He's a classy gent. Can you imagine him running out every day and trying to make one kid happy every day by, by imagine saying having something that ability. in his That's line? Awesome. Just go outside and say, little kid, tell them who you are. Day uh, made. See you later. Which Harry Potter actor do you think is going to be the first to like sell out like the hardest? What do you mean sell out? Well, just to be all Fine, like trying out. to... like you know, make additional like money or celebrity off their the name is, for being Harry Potter so, actor. They've made more celebrity and money from Harry Potter than they can anywhere else. So it's going to be really hard to, for that. Like, I don't, I can't see that happening. It'll well, be like going out and like making a bunch of public characters. appearances. It'll be the like, ones yeah. that don't really have a career after the series. Yeah. Like they want to go to conventions talk. and just sign autographs, which it is what it is. You know, it's just like Star Trek people back in the day. They go to conventions and get, you know, they make I hate the paying for autographs thing. I hate it. But do you think we're going to have those kind of conventions next? Like, you know, the fan Eventually, conventions. Eventually, they'll be that. It'll transition to more to, like, uh, like an official, like, convention. Like, maybe they'll show up at sci-fi conventions, too. They yeah. won't have official Harry Potter conventions. Like, I can't imagine that ever happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. Just That's an official in the way the that, that the people... The balance of play. rights between, like, Rowling and Warner Brothers, like, that tension between that to run an actual convention that would be just a lot of red tape i don't think it'd be worth anybody's time we'll have joe and joe would not allow it to go on without a lot of oversight and exactly let, and that, that's, the, that's the red right. tape i mean she would she would make sure that it the integrity would be there right and it would take so much brother. of her time yeah what See, a right all right jay what's your news for the week well big news out of the harry potter uh orlando world wizarding world there is a new shop slash attraction um, borrowing from Disney's audio animatronics, they're going to create a uh, lifelike J.K. Rowling sitting at a desk to sign autographs. 
Um, <laughs> you can queue I'm up. Little, I'm looking at our notes for the episode. And I'm going, what the fuck is he talking about, John? <laughs> what? You, <laughs> you line up and she'll sign your autograph and sort you. And you'll be on your way. About a three-hour queue for that. Uh, no. Uh, what else is actually happening? Um, the Harry Potter Expedition. Have you heard of this? Have you guys been to this? Most of you have been to this, right? I have been. I have It's pretty. It's cool. I have not been to it yet either. But it is like a museum expedition with filled with all kinds of exhibition. props. Exhibition. The Leaky Post says expedition like an adventure. No. It, John, look at the title of the Leaky Post. <laughs> Exhibition. It's, it's, it's the same word. You're not in a safari. It's not the same word. It might as well be. It's, no, no. This is why we're different <laughs> from the other. It's an expedition. anyway. There's no expedition <laughs> in the post. So wait a minute. When we went to ex- expeditious, or we at ex- expeditious? No, we were at expeditious. So it was like an adventure, not like an exhibit. It was an adventure, but it wasn't an adventure because it was called expeditious. <laughs> Exhibition, John. A show is an exhibition. All right. Anyway, at the Harry Potter Exhibitious, um, you can see all kinds of props and costumes, including Harry's original wand from the first film, his original glasses, um, Hagrid's original rock hike, all this cute stuff. And it was in Seattle, and it's still going to be in Seattle because so many people are coming to see all of this stuff. And why shouldn't they be? So they're extending this a bit longer. And um, we actually That's haven't heard where it's going to be next. About. Is there any rumors of where it's coming next? I, you know, it's supposed to end in Seattle, but we are we are hearing some rumors. Stay tuned to Leaky to find out. Has it We're been trying to find out. Did it ever come down to Southern California? Give me a break. Mm-hmm. How can it not? How? Why would it? You have the Warner Brothers thing there. Like, oh, the tour. That's true. Uh, uh, I want to go back on that tour. That tour was fun. fun. All right. Well, in uh, my favorite news of the week. I love when this stuff happens. Um, (laughs) Willie the Wizard charged J.K. Rowling with copyright a little while back, and we all read it, and it was hilarious and really had nothing to do with Harry Potter at all. And it was awesome because they were so clearly going to get walloped by this judge. And sure enough, it was dropped. It was uh, the the judge decided to dismiss at the earliest stage possible the lawsuit brought against Scholastic by the estate. Like, they didn't even get past... Step one. They were like, you're ridiculous. Aww, go home. Willie. Do not pass go. Do not collect any money. See you later. Well, I love it. The weird thing, though, what I saw in the leaky comments is that there were two lawsuits happening. One against Scholastic in the, in the United States court and one against Bloomsbury in, Bloom, in UK court. And the one in UK is still pending. Like the well, judge says it takes longer that, there's, that there's at least some part of the case that might be worth trying in court. And there. they haven't dismissed it. In October, the judge overseeing the case at London's high court said the claims were improbable, but he turned down an application for a dismissal. It doesn't mean he no, he never said, Oh, there's stuff here that might go to trial. He just said that even though the claims will not it's improbable that this is like a legit claim, he's not gonna just dismiss it out of hand the way the US case does. Yeah. Now, which which argument was the Willie was the one? Is this the muggle one? The, the, the he claims the muggle. no. Muggle's been over for a while. He claims that there that that he that she plagiarized parts of his book, The Adventures of Willie the Wizard. Um, you, can you Judge, the wizard Judge Scheinlin from the U.S. said the contrast between the total concept and feel of the works is so stark that any serious comparison of the two strains credulity. <laughs> 
I talk I fancy. Thing to hear from a judge. Frankie, can you draw Willie the Wizard being tossed out on his butt out, out of like the courtroom steps? That'd be really funny. Yes. Willie the Wizard getting tossed out of court. In the and Harry kicking him. Yeah, and ha- oh, that was beautiful. And have like the little like loopy lines and on each step that he hits, like clunk, 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 like the little. Yes. Little perfect. Frack, frack, frack. <laughs> Any other news happening soon? Um, well, one thing definitely worth mentioning oh. in partial oh. detail oh. is uh, you can expect what? a very big, very exciting um, announcement related to the fan documentary Finding Hogwarts. What? We haven't talked about on this show in a very long time. But um, within a week, maybe even by the time you hear this, probably not though, because um, this is going to come out pretty soon, you will have a lot more to look at and talk about and learn about um, Finding Hogwarts movie. Including when you will be able to see it. Yeah, that's kind of a big detail. <laughs> We're not going to tell you now. We won't tell you now. But let you know that that's uh that's coming that is coming yes for sure and uh, we're going to work from this moment and until um that other moment when you'll see it to keep you informed and getting excited and learning more and it will be a lot of fun there's some pictures on tumblr right there are some pictures on tumblr yeah there'll be more pictures coming out soon too if you follow us on twitter at uh at finding hogwarts oh well i think that's it for the news this week huh yeah. Yep. Nice little bit yeah. of news. Yeah. 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 So let's hear what <laughs> some of our fantastic podcast listeners had to say about the Deathly Hollows film that came out in November. Oh. Hi, Pottercast. This is Lauren from Nashua, New Hampshire. One thing that hasn't been brought up on any things I've listened to is the fact that they had the moment and took some time with it where it shows that Ron and Hermione fell asleep holding hands, which I just thought was one of the sweetest, almost saddest things in the book when Harry sees it. Um, One of my favorite moments, just because it was so realistic, was uh, Hermione and Harry, when they're figuring out, right before the fight, when they're figuring out that the sword is impregnated with the basilisk uh, venom. And normally he'd say, Hermione, you're brilliant! And in in this time, he just said it he was like you're you're brilliant I, why why don't i think of that of course of course that's what it is and it's just so conversational and more realistic than the past everything is so exciting and hermione i can't believe you figured this out it just it was refreshing to see them be more like just three people figuring out life and being great at what they were doing so was amazing. It was incredible. It was insane. I loved it. I'm going to see it again soon. But one thing that I really missed out on was the Harry Lupin scene at Grimmauld's place, where Harry blows up at Lupin and Lupin kind of fights back. And that was huge in the books for me, so I kind of missed out on that. Hey, Pottercasters. It's Lauren from Tennessee. I just wanted to say how much I love this movie. I think it was my favorite one so far because it was so close to the book. And for fans of the book, that's just all you can ask for. I thought Emma Watson did an amazing job. She was a joy to watch. And one of my favorite scenes was the dance scene. I thought they nailed it. I thought that was cute. Thanks. Thanks for sending in those clips, guys. You can send us those at any time if you send us an email at staff at pottercast.com. 
You guys are all so smart now, able to record your own little cute voices on MP3s and attaching those. Attaching those? Attaching is a very new uh, way to attach files. Is that, a, is that a new buzzword? Yeah, it is now. Let's start it. I like that. That makes sense. Etach. Etach it. Send me an attachment. <gasps> that actually is a great website. You should probably get that website. <laughs> Etachment. I bet, I bet you it's taken. Um, we have a fun little segment uh, called Email Bag here coming up now. Um, lots of you guys send us emails and lots of you communicate with us through Pottercast.com on the comments threads to all of our episodes. So here are some fun ones we're going to read for you recently and have a little discussion. Okay. Um, Connor from Pottercast.com said recently, one thing you guys didn't mention in your previous episodes, um, that I was really disappointed in the movie is that they never mentioned Ron's ghoul. They never show him inside Ron's room having a conversation and how Ron's mom is trying to stop them. Like, never any mentioning of Mrs. Weasley trying to interfere with this whole operation. Um, what do you guys think of that omission? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it makes sense. Just because they made the the going much more, much more abrupt than planned, kind of. Like, mm-hmm. it was just from the wedding and... You have to skip over stuff like that because it's just it's exposition that leads to um, it's telling when in a movie you can show and they just sh- they just show them leave. I'll I'll lose that for that scene that Harry and Ron had outside in the weeds any day. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. Good John, what scene. do you think? You didn't say anything. What I think of that particular mm-hmm. omission? omission, like. It didn't bother me. Like, I didn't notice it at the time, and not because, like, I'm dumb about the book, but, like, you know, Lupin was so quick to rush them out of there. Like, the whole mood is, you know, it's important for you guys to stay alive. Get out of the get out of the party. Don't come back to the wedding or whatever. Yeah, and, what did Miss Weasley think was going to happen? They were going to be able to hang out at the borough all the time anyway? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, give me a break. <laughs> And and it, the film makes up for it later when we see just how tra- you know traumatized Ron, Ron is about having his family so far away from him and not knowing what's happening back there at the borough and you know there's so there's plenty of Weasley drama throughout the movie for this the whole Weasley drama. To be yeah, that's a good point. Missed. There's there's enough Weasley drama to kind of get past that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Molly's you. done honestly like the Molly character is done so well by the actor who's what the actress's name again. Julia, Julia Walters. Oh, Julia Walters. Julia Walters, yeah. She does that so well that throughout the, just the, the what, the four films she's been in? Yeah. Um, that, like, it's almost like, when he said that, I was like, oh, yeah, that wasn't in there. But I it made sense that I can just see her, act, like, being fretting and being, like, the mom in it. And just, like, I'll, I almost didn't miss it. And I mean that more in a, a more compliment to her than... And an insult to like anything else, like uh, the story, like it's that wasn't there. It was just it was like, oh yeah, that wasn't there. But it's one of those things that it's left assumed in my head, and I didn't realize I was even assuming it. Yeah, does that make any sense? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, her entire the entire memory of her character is going to hinge on how well she does. Not my daughter, you bitch. Oh yeah. yeah. And that suck for her. Not my daughter, you jerk. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be it what it should be, or we're all going to freak out. Don't mess with the ki- the cubs. The yep. claws come out. Yeah. 
All right. Well, thank yeah. you, Connor, for sparking the fun-spirited conversation. Uh, what's okay. happening? Do you what's want to happened? take it, Melissa? Are you following along here? Sure. Marianne says, I love your review. I was wondering how you guys would like Part 2 to open. Since DH Part 1 did such a great job with the opening, Part 2 should be great as well. I kind of want to see the whole Potter's death on Godric's to be shown as the opening. Mm. What do you guys think? Oh, interesting. I never thought of that. Is there a flashback in the in the seventh? Well, they start... I mean, seven ends at such a critical point for Harry. Like, we need to see the... I think the slow, like, realization of what has to be done. I think you need the, yeah. the quiet moments with him in the beginning, you know? Yeah. Well, when we think about what Shallow Cottage as a chapter meant for the book and symbolized in the book and how we haven't really got there yet, we, like, they they landed there... And they had the Dobby moment, but now we have it. We can't. We can't just skip that for the movie. I hope they don't anyway. No, I would honestly. I would be fine with it if they open up with something a little more cinematic, like cinematic, mm-hmm. but totally not related to the trio whatsoever. And then you come okay. and land in that. You land in that scene with them, that and it is calm and it is very yeah. planned. Like, it ooh, maybe be. it's like a contrasting, like what what's happening out there in the Wizarding World. Voldemort, he's got so much power, he's causing destruction, everything's going bananas, and then you come back to Harry, who's like just like sitting yeah. thinking about what has to be done. I wouldn't mind if they started. They started with like um, the Death Eaters on the other one. I wouldn't mind if they started with um, on the, the Order. But what no. if it started at Hogwarts? With everybody Ooh, in yes, the new Hogwarts. The school. Ooh, yeah. that's what I want now. Like looking yeah, that would all be different. very cinematic. You can just yeah. see the difference of how the school is being run. And then when you come back to the school... Yeah, because would... Hogwarts is such a big part of this one. Yeah. yeah I want to... Ooh, I really... no, dang, Hogwarts no, I is really pretty much one that. of the main characters of this, this movie. Yeah. I want that to be that way. And I really want it to open in Hogwarts now. Dang it. Yeah. We just Hogwarts is like... Is like the the Titanic, like the boat in the movie Titanic, for this yeah. movie, or the island in Lost. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but we'll actually explain more of it. <laughs> a few less mysteries, but yeah, obviously they have to. I hope they don't skip over too much Shell Cottage stuff. I mean, they can't. Like that'd be ridiculous. No, I mean I can see them doing Shell Cottage, um, if they have to for time crunching it a little bit. As they approach, like, it's one of those things that, like, it shows them kind of approaching Gringotts, and it'll, like, they'll do something, and they'll cut to them talking, like, explaining it and cutting back and forth between the action, and then once it, the, all the exhibition's done, they're, they're there already. So, like, the journey and the explanation are kind of spliced together. Uh, next on our list here, on the email bag, um, we have one uh, from Matthew, says, um, did the Bloody Baron go to Hogwarts, and what house was he in? <laughs> Dude, I think to become a house's ghost, you have to have been in that house, don't you? Yeah. Think? Yes. <laughs> well, this guy thought like, he might have been a great <laughs> Sorry, that sounded mean, but yes, I agree. No, he's he's for sure a Slytherin. Jeez. Do we know why he got bloody in the first place? Yeah. Let's yeah, talk about all we didn't know about the Bloody Baron. The Great Lady. The Great. He killed he was, himself. They were married. He killed himself the... because of what he did to um to the Great Lady. Right. That's why he wears the shackles. That's your house's ghost. You shouldn't know about that, John. Yeah, for real. I, uh, we don't talk about the bad parts of the house. <laughs> we don't talk about the bad parts of the house. <laughs> what, we, what we see is the bad parts of the house. And, Come on. Because we're I, seeing it from Harry's like perspective. So Yeah, but think about like the colors are really cool, green and silver. And they probably have like really lush living quarters, even though they're in a dungeon. Lindsay says... 
Sorry, I keep forgetting things here. Also, Harry has no disguise at the wedding. And the Death Eaters don't know the real Harry because of his use of Expelliarmus rather than spotting Hedwig. And no Potter watch. And Wormtail is still alive. Dobby only stunned him. Seriously, what? I mean, this is just an email that complains about things being different. (laughs) Well, I mean, leaving Wormtail alive is kind of a big deal, no? I don't know, is it? Um, well, I can see them going around. I mean, in, I mean that that's easily reconciled in the next film. There's no reason. I mean, there's I no reason like that won't solve. Here's film. my biggest problem with Wormtail's situation: is that he was so integral to number three, and even in the film, number three, and we've seen him pop up various times since then, in a tiny little ways, like opening a door, bringing somebody coffee, whatever. And you'd think that he'd be kept around for like a purpose, and the purpose right, for keeping right. him around is to have that big moment at the end. Right. And for that to be gone, it's like, what the hell were you continuing to cast? Know. You know, Timothy Sproul for and bringing him on, like, it's pointless, utterly pointless. I know, but then you think about how how hard it would have been to to portray in a non funny way, like in, in like an unintentionally funny way, him choking himself to death with his own hand. You know, I mean, it is creepy like, as hell to watch some grown man commit suicide without, you well, know, and then sort of going suicide. on to watch a house He's elf murdered. get killed, yeah. murdered by his own hand by someone else's control. I get, yeah, it's murder, I suppose, but it would look like he'd choking himself. Yeah, like how do you play that correctly? How do you remind everybody what that hand really is? Like how you know how do how do you do that as fast as they need to do it in the movie? Like I don't like that it's not there, but. You know, he's kind of inconsequential for the rest of it. It's just, yeah, it's just what it is. He he was a big focus because he was able to give Voldemort the hand that made him come back to life. Like that's that was mm-hmm. his folk. That was his purpose. It's been fulfilled. Now, if we never see him again, which we will, because we saw the trailer, then you know. Yeah. Wait, he is I mean, going to come could... back? Yeah, he's a, he's one of those guys that's in the forest. <gasps> You're kidding. I think so. Unless I'm remembering wrong, I believe that he's in one of the trailers. Well, it's one of those things that um, I I can see them kind of reissue. Like, I don't know if I could see. I wouldn't be surprised, and I'd be very happy if somehow they rework his compassion or his sacrifice back in somehow in the story, mm-hmm. and then he'll die somewhere in, in Hogwarts or something like that. Like, or if it's something more overt, as like Voldemort actually like aking him. Mm-hmm. So that they can explain that, or whether it's except, except for the like, the 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 subtlety and the beauty of the gift killing him is is much better. But it works in a novel without you know strenuous exposition than it would in a film, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if we if we see see him kind of get what he's due or play that role in the movie. Maybe, but I'm I'm on the same page as you. Like I'm okay with it not being there. Do you think having a dark mark carries any additional characteristics, like any kind of magical protections against dark arts or like offensive spells? Like Voldemort no, I think foreseen very like to... All it is is tab keeping tabs on his. Um, he wouldn't offer them any protection. It's so just like maybe tabs like like they couldn't kill each other. That Death Theaters. No, because what if Voldemort wants one of them to kill each other? Yeah, that's true. I see it as a, it's a very self like he's a very selfish person, so I see it very much. Um, uh, I think they had like a little phoenix. Well, I think the giant 
Oh, the, oh, the Order of the Phoenix guys. Um, I don't know. Maybe. It wasn't mandatory like a death, a dark right. Like though. they weren't using them for any purpose, but it was just like camaraderie. Oh, Freck, yeah. could you do a, could you do a, like a very simple line art of a phoenix? It's like four lines or something. Probably. You know, like a very like almost an almost an outline. Almost you know like a Japanese saying? character or something. Yeah. Probably. I can get, I can get that tattoo. That'd be sweet. I feel like now everybody's doing the three stars. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like I feel like it's done. I don't want it well, to be done. I want it to be mine. Well, <laughs> I'm always been a big um, candidate. If you like it, if it means something to you, it doesn't matter if other people like it or don't like it. Right. So if it's popular still, so what? It means more more to you than them. Yeah. But uh, and I want it to mean a little bit more. I like I like the whole idea and mythology of a phoenix. Let's not talk about this on podcast. Can you not put this in the show? Okay. <laughs> I want to. Next I wanna, letter. I want to get a tattoo of, of Albus Dumbledore. So as I get old, it'll look like the tattoo of Dumbledore's getting old. And so it'll be really cool. <laughs> okay. Oi. Oi. Okay. Next Leave question. Um, David says, Hey, everybody. I just listened to the last podcast, and you guys were wondering why Death Eaters blew up Zeno's house instead of getting Harry. Well, you guys forgot that the horn blows up in the book. <laughs> it was in the movie, and I noticed it right before Zeno said, Voldemort. Is it interesting? Is, is, is it in the movie? That's cool. Uh, Hermione also notices as she stares at it for a while with a face of confusion and nervousness. I think it was in the yeah. middle of the floor of the house. And that's where the house blows up, too. But, yeah. I, but I didn't like how Hermione didn't bring it up. The movie was still great, says David. Yeah, it doesn't really affect the movie, but it is kind of good. It's like, oh, this is, this is, this is, what's his name? This is Xenophilius' house. Like, it's liable to blow up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the Death Theaters were attacking the hell yeah. out of it. So, but that could be, I mean, that's why, and I think that's why in the book, too, that it blows, because it could blow any minute, but I think it got jarred, or it got hit with a spell or something, and that's why it, it, it uh, you know, it's like having a live wire, like, yeah. don't hit anything with it, you know? Do you think Zeno, like, let's talk about this, Zeno, do you think, like, he means everything he says, like, do you think he actually didn't realize that that horn was explosive? Like what if yeah. he just wanted he so badly to well. believe that it was a crumpled horn, snorkack horn? Or what if he knew that if it came to it, if the Death Eaters were going to take over, if they were going to, if he was going to lose this fight, that he would detonate his own house so they couldn't use the Quibbler and its equipment to as a means of like passing bad information, like the the Daily Prophet was, and he didn't want to be a part of the misinformation and all that. Um, I don't think so. I, th- I think he I thought think it was goes more with his character that yeah. he actually thought it was that. Okay. I'm just trying to give him a little more credit. What do you mean, give <laughs> yeah. more credit? He's a, extremely like. He's a good character. The, what What broke him was the fact they kidnapped his daughter. Yeah, you almost That's can't blame him. him. You know, I mean, honestly, like he's not. I because I so you don't think like in his frame, right mind. I don't know what I would do in his right like, mind. He would have realized that it was an actual like bad horn or whatever. No, I'm saying like he's not an idiot. I'm just saying he's not a bad person. Yeah. No, I don't think he's, he's a bad person. Oh, okay, well, you made it sound like. Okay, sorry, I'm misunderstood. I'm just like maybe he like had a little more intelligence about nah. such things. I, don't, I mean, I don't on. think it's a matter of intelligence. I just don't think that's what I mean. I think he really believed because he wanted to so badly that it was a crumpled horn snorkack. Yeah. Yeah. Crumpled horns. What's our? What's do we have one more? Yeah, we have a couple more. Go. All right. Um, well. 
Alex says about the mirror and the silver dough. If you listen really carefully when Harry pulls out the mirror and looks at it, you can hear Snape whisper, trust me, which makes me believe he was in cahoots with Aberforth. Really? That's really cool. Is that true? I did not hear that. I didn't hear that. I didn't see Snape. How many times have you guys seen this movie now? A bunch. I've only seen it twice. Or once. Mm. Maybe once. You've only seen it once. Do you think maybe somebody was sitting next to Alex and whispered, trust me, around that time and she (laughs) thought it was coming from the film? (laughs) Alex, you should choose your movie-going partners a little more carefully. (laughs) Well, let's, let's give Alex the benefit of the doubt here. If any of you guys have watched the film and have heard this... Uh, yourselves, let us know. Very curious, because that's really cool. I like that cool. idea, though. And Snape's voice is very recognizable, so if you'd hear Snape, he'd be like, trust me, or some nonsense. So, slow turn way to page 394. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can never, ever. We have you... one, one last one here. Okay. Stink says... Stink? <laughs> yeah, Stink. Stink says, if Hermione snatched Harry's glasses off his face after she stung him and put them in her pocket or bag, how did Harry get them back on his face in the cellar? Dobby. Good question. (laughs) Dobby. Magic. The end. That's the email bag. Magic. Oculus Reparo. Oculus (laughs) Reparo. That's a fabulous question, Stink. Thank you, Stink. You're the best. Oh, my God. All That's right. the mailbag. Send your questions to staff at pottercast.com and we'll do it next time. Yeah, we'll do them next time. Or leave comments to us at uh, pottercast.com. Bye yeah. bye. Drums. <laughs> We're looking for trouble too, apparently. We are looking for trouble. <laughs> It's the drums. It's 2011. It's Con. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. 2011. That's crazy. It's that year again. God. Oh my god. It's another year of LeakyCon. I'm gonna die. Is it the whole year we're having LeakyCon? You want to live in my house for a day and tell me it's not? Ah. Does Mushka <laughs> this know is it's going Leaky to Con? be a very large event? Can we tell you that? Can we bring Mushka to LeakyCon? Yes. We are nearly at twice the amount of people who came to the first LickyCon. Really? Yep. Wow. Twice. Twice. That's impressive. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just. Oh dear god. Really Sorry, good. I'm having heart attacks over here. It's a very joyous event. I'm having heart attacks because I mean, every day we get closer, and that's always been the case. But <gasps> well, you're freaking out, but Edward's doing all the work. Stop. <laughs> Edward's doing He's a lot of work. I don't want to. I do not want to downplay it all. Edward's doing a lot of work, but there's a lot of work to go around. You know. Yeah. So like you yeah. have to pick out Mochka's outfit for LeakyCon. I do. I do. It's you hard. To it's make difficult. sure that her collar's strong enough to stay on the tether. So it's how's your 2011s been so far, guys? Oh Good. boy. Well, I'm back in California. I've been been traveling a whole lot with family, but now I'm back living with Alex Carpenter. And um, a couple of ministry dudes. At Echo Base. At Echo Base. Watch me out. Watch for me on YouTube, guys. I'm really excited about it. You should I'm very excited that you moved. You should be really excited too. You should be very excited about John moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I made this video and it's so goofy and it's like, hey guys, are you excited about where I'm going to live? <laughs> of course, they all get to live here too. Ah, like. 
Sure. Sure they're thrilled about it. Well, everybody would give their left foot to live in Hanako Bay. My left foot. I like my left foot. I think about my right. Yeah, if you can... You like your left foot better right. than your right? I like everything left better than my right. What about your left yeah. hand? I like my left hand better. But you write with your right. No, I don't. You're left-handed? Uh, yeah. How long have we known each other, Frankie? You sure you're left-handed? <laughs> yes, I'm positive I'm left-handed. Okay. Is I have it true a shirt. that girls' left boobs are smaller than their right boobs? Just One boob is smaller. One boob's always smaller. How does that happen? One, everything is... Because of, like, what, what you sleep on? Like, what well, side of your body you sleep on? One hand is smaller, one foot is smaller. Everything's... One of everything is smaller. This can go on a very dangerous... I know. But I'm left-handed. I had, a, I had a shirt when I was young that said if the left side of the brain controls... No, if the right side of the brain controls the left side of the body, the only left-handed people are in their right minds. Oh. It's my parents' way of like oh, of like sharing that I wasn't an outcast because I was a left. <laughs> because I was I grew up my grandmother from Palermo would try would they wanted they wanted them to like smack my hand and make me write with my left hand because they they believed it was evil. They oh, believed being left hand was a sign of the devil. It's it's that's why the Beautiful. the word in Italian and actually Latin, but the word in Italian for left is sinistra. Left, it's sinister, devil. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sinistra. So if you wrote with your left hand, it was a son that you had, you had like the spirit of the, of the devil. So my grandmother would try and smack my hand, and my parents made her stop. And your grandma think you're My grandpa, um, he was left-handed as a child, but they made, because he was in Portugal, you know, mm-hmm. and they made him write Same with thing. Right hand. Same thing. Yeah. Aw. Isn't that terrible? It, but it, who play it the goes piano. back to proper roots, because back in the day, your left hand was, you would use to clean yourself. Oh, okay. So there's, it's not the, just superstition. It's like well, a, it, it evolved the superstition. But uh-huh. like back in the day, your left hand, you would clean yourself. So like, you don't want to use your right hand. Stuff, and so it was it, it was rude right. to use your left hand in in like like around other people. So we got soap. Just, well, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. People exactly. didn't always have toilet paper. I'm just saying that's 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 one of the roots of that. Thank it God we live in a time with toilet paper, guys. Honestly. I mean, you have I'm to like, thankful dirty for your something. hand and That's then clean your though. hand. It's ridiculous. Uh, well, that was morose. Should be funny. <laughs> have you guys seen any pictures from Haiti recently? Have they got our planes? They have our planes. Yeah. Um, speaking of Haiti, we're doing another uh, live stream. Um, we're going to finally... I'm totally off- cutting off- that, so nothing is speaking of Haiti. You're just, just going to say speaking okay. of Haiti out of nowhere. Well, we're going to be doing... We haven't uh, reminded you in a while, but on January 23rd, is on our year anniversary of Helping Haiti Heal, we're going to pull the, the, the winner of the, the books, the Harry Potter um, signed books by J.K. Rowling, and you can you can still enter. It's $40 for a ticket, which is not a lot because it's seven full signed books sent by J.K. Rowling. It's amazing. And um, that's at the hpalliance.org. The link for that is there. And you can enter until January 23rd, which is when we're going to pull the winner. Sweet. And it's all for charity. I'm going to do win it now. Them. I'm going to win them, and then I'm going to do another raffle for the, the Chipotle Alliance. You're not going <laughs> to win them. Chipotle. Well, enter them, John. You might win them. That'd be great. <laughs> if I won them, everybody would pitchfork the site. Because they'd be like, hey, you rigged it. You well, my dad it. won them, but they're re-auctioning them. So that's 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 the loophole yeah, well, we, I have we banned, we banned everybody that pitchforked us, so... Well, we'll see you at the next podcast, which is in what two weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice help, little. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Until next podcast time. Podcast two thirty three coming at you soon. Two three three. Until next time, keep twiddling your dials.
the next password is TMI. Did I pick the password in 2011? Sure. I've never picked the password. John, have you ever picked the password? I've never picked a password in my whole life. Want to switch off? I like getting to tell people to play with their dials. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing a public service announcement. Okay, Frankie and I are going to switch. You go, you go this time, Frankie. Well, I, the next password is... <laughs> no! Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night! We've missed it. W3. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time we've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when we're having fun. <laughs> I've missed it. You've I've missed, missed it. it. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna add the new one. Such a beautiful place to be with friends. <gasps> Stop. <laughs> I'm gonna add that to the end of every episode. <laughs> terrible. I'm not gonna listen to podcasts ever again. I almost I almost put it at the end of the I'm gonna stop recording now. Did you think we were live? No, I'm just I'm talking to the people listening to the recording. Oh. Are you I think it'd be funny if they hear still? this part of the conversation. At the very end, just leave this part at the end of it. All right, there, that'll be the frack selling fact. Your, selling your doodles? No, I'm not selling. Well, I mean, you can buy them still, but yeah, that that promotion's over. Oh. <laughs>